Barry Duplessy coming to you from PCA 2023, uh, day uh, day four coverage. I always with a traditional spot. Love this couch. Love this man. <laughs> and I'm here with the incomparable Mr. Steve Saka of Dunbar Tobacco and Trust. Steve, how are you doing today, sir? I have, uh, as you can tell, I have totally lost my voice. There will be a point where I'm going to squeal. Okay. Like a schoolgirl. I mean, it's, it's bad. I'm super, super froggy, froggy. Well, just to turn a page from last year's conversation, uh, you still don't know what to do with your chubby, but it sounds like you know what to do with your unicorn. Yeah. Like, my chubby's got a good home already, so I don't have to worry about that. It's, it's, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so, <laughs> Steve, we got some uh, fantastic, you know, releases that are, are new, but they're familiar in yeah. a lot of different ways. And Yeah, there, were, there was no... Um, there were a few things that are like really new, new, like Krakatoa. But Krakatoa, I've been talking about for over three years. Yeah, I was gonna say it's been something. Right, really because I could never get the blend right, so finally it's done, and we had already taken orders on that for pre-order that are gonna drop in September, um, and then uh, you know the new Stillwell, the holiday version, that changes every year, so that's totally fresh. But a lot of the other stuff, it's you know. Taking Pulpetta, which was event only, and now making it available to consumers in boxes so they can buy it as they want. Um, it's taking Red Meat Lovers and taking it from being a store exclusive to making it a nationwide brand. But um, I basically kept my two favorite sizes that I liked the most, which was the, the Toro, the 6x52, and the Beef Stick. And then I created two new sizes. I'm smoking one of them now, the Robusto, that no one's ever had before so for the red meat lover people that uh have always bought it as an exclusive there's still two new things for them to actually try but it's still red meat lovers right okay um and then uh you know we have obviously we have uh, papa Saka, which is taking the mikami to black blend which we released it last year in the seven a quarter by 54 Saka con and okay. it's now in a five and five eighths by 46 the blend has to get tweaked a little to make it work so yeah it's uh and then probably like two of like the most big new things are two cigars we aren't selling and that's the sober mesa brulee blue unicorn and the Mickey Rita Black Unicorn. And again, that's also working from core blends, you know, even though there are exclusive core blends, and you know, adapting them to work in those two sizes. So, you know, one of the things is, you know, a lot of companies they have to come to the trade show and they have to throw another dart at the wall because they have to replace something that's slowed down and uh, our Mickey Rita scales are screaming, Sober Mesa Brulee is just doing fantastic. Um, Sin Compromiso doesn't seem to get as much line of love, but it's certainly giving me a lot of love in my bank account. It's doing really, really well. Um, and even still well, um, Aromatic Number One is selling like lights out. Like it's stupid how good that's selling. Navy's a bit behind it, and then English is a little behind that. And then there's Bayou Number 32. It's Bayou Number 32 is like the fat kid on the track. So it's so appropriate because that's my favorite one. And of course, it's in last place. He's being lapped like three times, <laughs> sales-wise. Sounds exactly like right, me in high school. Guess what? It's my favorite of the four too, <laughs> but it's definitely not the favorite of the average consumer. In fact, Bayou Number Thirty Two will. I'll probably take that one out behind the barn next year and put a bullet in it and replace uh, it with something. Look, because that's the beauty of doing the pipeline cigars. 
is there's so much variety in pipe tobacco. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I can create something entirely new and different and fresh. It'll give people something else. You know, Bayou Number Thirty Two didn't work. You so, know, you know, Steve. We we sit across from each other every year at this trade show, and you always issue this challenge. So I, whenever I sit down. I try to think of questions that you haven't been asked. It's tough. And, I've done like twenty of these, and uh, and I and I, I take it personally, and, I, and 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 hopefully over the years I've delivered at least a little bit to your expectation of it. But it, it, when I was thinking about like you know all these projects and everything that you were doing, and it, it occurred to me like you know what I feel like you know what I know you have a passion for this industry. I know you love cigars, and I know you love the creative aspect of it. For the butt here, we're getting there, are we? No, there's no butt. I feel like this, what we're looking at in front of us and what we were just talking about, I believe like this is, this is probably the, this feels like the most fun you've ever had. Like two unicorns, the Pulpetigo's National Red Meat Lovers Club, which started as just like, you just doing something. Yeah, for first friend, Abe Abe charity did, yeah, right? Charity it was like and, nothing. And, and now it is. And like, and I, I really, look, <laughs> there's a lot of great cigar makers and there's a lot of great cigars. But I honestly, in my heart, I think we have the best portfolio. I think top to bottom, I think we have something for almost everyone that, like, I think Brulee Blue, Brulee and Brulee Blue are, like, literally two of the best mild Connecticut shade cigars in the market. Well, you know I love the right? Blue. I think Miki Rita and its family of cigars are some of the very best broadleaf cigars in the market. I, I think that Sin Compromiso stands head to toe with any other San Andreas Negro cigar in the market. I think it can go head to head with Padron. I think it can go head to head with anybody. I really like, I think we have a really nice wide portfolio that it's all different and there's something there for everybody that is there that could be in the running to be their favorite cigar. And, it, and it's one of the things that's really weird about us because with most companies, They'll have like one or two like real winners, right? And when you think of when you think of like Southern Draw, you instantly think of like Rosa Sharon, right? Great cigar. Uh, when I think of like uh, La Polina, I instantly think of Golden, right? Sure. Right off the bat, and I have people that like uh, Sin Compromiso is my favorite cigar. Miki Rita Tricky Traca number 648 is my favorite cigar. Sober Mesa Elegante Citrus is my favorite cigar. Stillwell Aromatic number one is my favorite cigar. It's like, it's so, it's so different where most companies just have like one, two, maybe three. And we, we, we have a really nice, deep, round portfolio and we have nothing that is withering on the vine. Everything year after year just keeps getting more cigar smokers and more support. And, and there is, there, the market will reward you if you make something good and you make it consistent. Of course. And that's always been the challenge as small companies is to make something consistent. That, that's where the tough battle comes in. But if you really look at the big guys, there's a reason why Fuente Don Carlos is still a great cigar 30 yeah. years later. There's and it's the reason why, why you mention it every year in this interview. And then, like, you yeah. talk about that. Like, that cigar comes up on yeah. a bunch of our conversations. anniversary. Yeah. Always. It's just consistent blend. You know exactly what you're going to get when you buy that box. It's rock solid, right? And you, year after year after year. Exactly. And you mentioned, like, and that that's and that's what you're working towards, Steve. And that's what, honestly what we can say. Like, I, I, I say this to you almost every year in every conversation that we talk is that so your, your Sober Mesa blend, 
hit my palate from the very beginning, and it continues. I still buy that cigar on the regular. I love that blend. I think it's, I think it's some of your best work, and I, I, I just, it's fantastic. You know, I love the blue. Going back, you know, talked about the challenge of consistency and everything, but also making the blend right. You talked about Krakatoa. We've talked about this. You talked about this last year, and being like, it was kind of, it felt like it was becoming almost like a thorn in your side. In yeah, fact, it was I think annoying. you actually, yeah, I think you almost used it. Yeah, that term. You, 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 I, I, yeah. Look, it does. It gets. The other two is you wonder when you get so much time and so many variations, you then are just kind of like chasing your own dick around the room. You know what I mean? You're like. I've never had the experience, yeah, but, but I, I'm just saying the, me- the metaphor is vivid. It's are fine. you so overthinking it for no reason? Like, so like I have one retailer that I dump a lot of my sample ones on because he, he caters to a certain consumer, and they're always curious in my bench samples. So I will literally send them these like because you know I got six of these stranded, seven of those stranded, thirteen of this, boom, boom, boom. And he gives them to customers, and almost universally, everyone goes, wow, that's a really good cigar, man. What is this cigar? Can I buy this cigar again? So even the stuff that I'm, like, saying this isn't good enough, it's probably good enough. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, so you, you do wonder, are you overanalyzing it? Are you overthinking it? But I then look at the fact that we make something, and it's, it's like, think about it. How many store exclusives do you, does a manufacturer make for a retailer? And yeah, it sells really well that first year, but you get to do it a second year and the sales are bigger. And then a third year and the sales are bigger. And I have that with Don Therma, and I have that with U-Boat, I have that with Barbara Amaria, I obviously had that with Red Meat Lovers. I already got people like, when are you gonna make more frog juice? When are you gonna make more frog juice? So like, they're like, they're upset that I'm not making more frog juice. I've still never had that cigar, so. It's it's one of my weirder ones, to be honest with you. It's a little on the fringe. Uh, Sometimes I smoke and I think, wow, this is really amazing. And other times I smoke and I think, what the fuck was I thinking? So it's, a, it's kind of a quirky blend. But, I mean, <laughs> but the point is, you you get that FOMO sale maybe the first go around, but you don't get it when you make the famous 80th anniversary three years in a row. Well, I think that's a testament right. to what you it create. It sells next, out, yeah. you know what I mean, each time when there's more of it. So much so that tail end of this year, early next year, uh, Famous is adding Famous 80th as a permanent fixture they always want to have the famous 80th brand in their store with their name on it right and and that's and then and that's not so sometimes i go oh man i'm really overthinking this i'm overthinking it but man when you can get something that generates repeat demand and that someone looks forward to maybe i'm not i don't know it's it's really weird I want to go back to this this the thornier side with Krakatoa though because I think the conversation that we had a few years ago when Sin Compromiso was released, you know that was that was a cigar that was long promised and 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 Steve to your to your point, you don't release anything until it's until it's and right and to use your metaphor, you chase your dick around the room until you figure out that it, until it's perfect for you and it's worked for you. So I mean, continue to chase your dick around the room because obviously it works. But what was the bigger challenge? Was it Krakatoa, looking back, yeah. to get it right, Sin Compromiso or Krakatoa? Putting you on the spot. So, no. So, Sin Compromiso is more work because it has a unique tobacco in it, right? Okay. So, you have a lot more cash outlaid. But actually getting the blend right on Krakatoa was way harder. It was way harder. Okay. Yeah, and, I'm, and look, 
and again, because part of it is I want it. Look, part of the problem is I wanted to make something really spicy and strong, but I don't really smoke really spicy and strong. Right. I like spicy cigars. I love strong cigars. But all of my cigars, they kind of have this trait where they tend to be smooth. I like cigars that are smooth. I like it where even the strong cigar, it doesn't melt my face. Yeah, because, me can read a blues like that. Yeah, it's, because, right, I don't... I want to be able to taste to the it. flavor. I want to be able to take the nuance in it. And it's not that I don't appreciate a really elegant... Not elegant, but a, a strong, peppery face melter cigar. There's some made by some companies here that are among my favorites. But I look at my own smoking. I smoke one month, twice a month, three times a month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't find myself... I smoke one, and I light another one, I want to smoke one again tomorrow. For me, it's kind of an occasional thing. So, I really struggle with Krakatoa because I wanted it to be stronger than everything else. Right. And that was easy. I could make it really stronger, but then I'm just kind of like, what am I tasting? I'm just tasting pepper. Yeah. I'm, we- getting, I'm getting nothing. I'm losing all the flavor because of the strength. So, it's trying to figure out where is the line where I'm like, okay. This is strong enough that I can say this is really, really strong, but I'm not giving up the the nuance and the depth and the richness and the character. And I and I still want it to have a bit of creaminess to it too. Sure. Even though it's strong. So that, that that's why I struggled so much with Krakatoa, was trying to balance the two. And what'll end up happening is the guys that are like in an Uber 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 strong star is gonna be like, well, that ain't that strong, you know? Well, and so here's a, here's a question that I've wanted to ask you for a while, especially a lot with some of the releases that are going national this year and everything. You know, you, you go you you draw back to the broadleaf well quite a bit. Yeah. And what's really fantastic about it is that you somehow take what's familiar to us, which is the great flavor and of broadleaf, and you create a unique experience every time that you use it, which is not easy for one, but two, like, does that does that? I mean, do you, do you think you've do you think you've hit the apex mountain of broadleaf in terms of your branding, your blending? Yeah, profile? there's nothing more I can do. There's nothing more you can do with it. No, I mean, look, I'll have to because you're gonna force me to because you're not gonna write about shit if I don't, right? <laughs> but but honestly, I, I think between this is getting very personal, Steve. I think, right? I, think, I, think between, I think between blue, red, black, I think that is three variations of a Connecticut Broadleaf medium full to full body cigar that do a really good job at hitting a particular market segment. I really do. Um, And look, and then you have Red Meat Lovers. Red Meat Lovers is a little bit smoother than, than, definitely than Red. It's probably where Blue is, but it's a little softer, it's a little smoother, it's a little uh, more approachable, it's a little creamier. So actually Red Meat Lovers, other than the beef stick, the beef stick's got a bit more zip to it, right, because of the format, and I blended that one to be a bit stronger. But, I mean, oddly enough, I think Red Meat Lovers is probably my mildest of my regular production uh, cigars. I'd go with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's how I that's how I feel when I smoke. I'm smoking one now. It, 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 it lets more of the cream come through. You know what I mean? So I, I don't really know what else I can do. Until I apparently force you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And, <laughs> and then look, I also, man, I got a lot of eggs in this broadleaf basket right now. Yeah. I mean, I really, really do, and I've been blessed that I'm one of the few companies that hasn't run into the, oh, I'm out of Broadleaf, 
and that's just because I've been buying so much of it, you know, in advance, and you know, and I'm not trying to buy it. I'm not trying to buy it from the broker. It's because I'm buying it from the farm, and we're doing all the work ourselves. So that helps a lot. Whereas if you're buying it from uh, OTC or Universal or Lancaster, you're then fighting with everybody else to buy the stuff that's already been box sweated. Where I'm, I'm buying the stuff just raw. And I was farm. gonna say you're buying it raw, right? Yeah, I'm buying plant. it raw in farm bales. Okay. And we're doing all the fermentation from scratch, and that's not any stock cut or huh? any stock cut or well, just like real? all broadleaf is stock cut. All broadleaf is stock cut. Okay. Yeah, it's just the way it's naturally harvested. Okay. Yeah. So and so you're processing yourself down uh, in multiple factories. Or no, what? we process it. We process it over at Oliva Tobacco Company. Oh, okay. So they're still doing the processing on it. Okay. But we're just not buying it from like Lancaster, which is where almost all the broadleaf in the market gets routed through Lancaster leaf. That's where the vast majority of it comes from, and almost all the broadleaf in the market. They sweat it in Connecticut in these 300-pound wooden boxes, and they do the first fermentation using heat. They don't use the first fermentation in that traditional pallone. How come people don't do what you're doing? Um, they feel as though it's too much work. There's more risk. Um, you have to charge more for it. They don't feel like the consumer's willing to pay the money. You know what I mean? That's a big thing. You know, um, I, I just pretty much... I always figure out what it costs to make something, and then I add a margin, and then this is the price. And then in the end, the consumer's gonna get to decide, is it worth it or is it not worth it? I don't ever really worry about prices. Like, I, you wanna know what really my worst cigar right now is? It's Unicorn. Unicorn should cost about $120 a piece right now. With that fancy, sexy packaging, and then with the fact of inflation, I'm talking about the OG. I'm talking about, the, I'm the talking about all of them. Oh, all of them. Okay. <laughs> the unicorn should be about 120 bucks a cigar, but I don't want to raise the price on it because there's just something better about saying I spent 100 bucks than I spent 120. Doesn't it sound better? Get the 20 bucks. I mean, yeah, but I'm not even going to get the 20. The retailer's going to get 10 of the 20, yeah. right? So I'm only going to get 10 of the 20. Um, and and, uh, and 100 does sound a lot sexier than 110. I'll it say does. That, so. it, it, it sounds better, right? And the thing is, so even if I take the extra 10 bucks, um, what's what's it going to mean at the end of the year? If you're making, you know, just a few thousand of them, it isn't that much money, you know. If we're making 2.1 million cigars a year, what does 4,000 unicorns mean? Right. Is that the number? How many <coughs> are you making per year? Right now, yeah, because I made. I made 2,000 black and I made 2,000 blue. No, I meant the 2.1 million. Yeah, that's what our current, that's where I, look, I don't know because we're at the end of the year, but uh, last year we produced about 1.6. This year we're on track to produce about 2.1. And that's between the two factors. Since you plan everything out, I mean, where, where do you think the sweet spot that for Dunbar and Tobacco and Trust would be in production? Yeah, this is a really interesting question. It's what I've actually been thinking a lot about lately. The question is, so we're at a certain level now. Do we just say, okay, and just stop, and just start getting rid of accounts, and just keep what we have, and actually I start to keep some money, because as you're growing like this, you're just spending all the money, right? No, look, I'm not crying poverty. I dropped $3 million in June on tobacco. I didn't sell $3 million worth of product in June, okay? So 
it, there's not a lot of money still at the end of the year. So if I keep this growth the pace up, it means I'm perpetually saying I'm going to be broke and the risk is going to keep increasing. Or to go to the next level, you really are going to probably have to take outside money and probably go $10, $12 million in debt to make that next leap to get you to where you're a $35 million a year company. And when you get to being a $35 million company, you're just back to even, and you're only taking that step to get to 35 million because you wanna go to the 50, 55 million. So I'm really kind of at a point right now where I have to make a decision. Do I say, hey, you know what? Life as La Florida Minicana ain't too shitty. You know what I mean? You're selling a lot of cigars, people love your cigars, do what you're doing, keep it small, just totally focus on what you're doing and keeping it at the same level. Or do you say, hey, I wanna take that next step. But that next step is a very painful step. 10 to 10, 12 million in investment, it's only gonna get you back to even at about 35, to then have to say, okay, now I gotta charge to 50, 55 to actually start making profit again. And given my age at 57, I don't know. Uh, it's it's something that I'm currently just mulling around. These are way too personal, these fucking interviews. You cannot get this shit from everyone else, do you? I have a way about me. You do. This is why we do what we do, man. This is why you do what you do. Yeah, I mean, you lay down the gauntlet every year. You're like, bear, ask me something. This is like some real serious challenge. This is like some real serious inside baseball shit going on here. And I know how much you love that. So when you talk about this, so just to take a step further, I mean, when you're talking about investment, I mean, are we talking about from inside the industry, outside the industry? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Dollars are dollars, right? Money's green, I guess. I mean, the point is that is what it takes. Sure. Right? Look, I went through the same experience. I was going to say, you've seen it before, yeah. We, we did it at Drew. That, that is what it takes to take that next The other thing is that you spend generations doing it, like the Padrones, like the Valentes. Well, I don't have generations. You could always adopt me, Steve. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, I, 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 yeah, but never, I mean, we are getting personal. I mean, you, you know, yeah. I feel like I'm getting, you know. So, I mean, so we're kind of in an interesting kind of crossroad. If you think about it, I, I mean, I think that I mean, I think that cr- crossroads and is is where things get really interesting. I just stopped making cigars and I just retired. Well, that'd be really sad for me. I don't think my wife would mind. Well, happy, happy wife, happy life. Like, yeah, that's that's a bit of a lie. I know a lot of wives that are happy. They're not. <laughs> they're not. You still don't have a happy life, but. But yeah, I mean, I mean, look, it's. I know that right now I'm really happy with the portfolio. I'm really happy with the product. I'm really happy with how we're doing. Um, I, I I like what's currently happening. I'll tell you what I'm not happy about. I'm exhausted, man. I've been just running balls out for, not to come to the trade show, not at the trade show, but. I I've been exhausted for like the last three years. Yeah, it's a pretty accurate description for my life, too. Man, it's really, really peed up. So, <laughs> we'll see. Now, luckily for me, we had the, I'm actually ready for the next trade show already, too. Yeah. Why? I know exactly what I'm releasing. Okay. All the blends are 100% done. Perfect. Um, I have one bit of packaging that I haven't quite finished yet, but I'm... I'm well on my way there. So oddly enough, 
I, I'm pretty prepared for March already. Terrific. Yeah. So, so what are you, what are we doing in March? Ah, oh, come on. Give me give, give me a week to sell this shit first. <laughs> Gotta ask the question. Yeah. Gotta ask the question. <laughs> yeah. Throw it out there. Yeah, well, I mean, we know one thing. I mean, Wakashi. We're gonna add that to Sober Mesa. Okay. I mean, we're doing it as the uh, we're doing the launch, and the reason why we're doing the launch with it's kind of weird. So Dojo always does their launches with one retailer. Right. So we're doing and. Because Abe lost red meat lovers with it going nationwide, and he's now getting screwed in November. Wagashi helps to kind of fill that hole. So it kind of like worked in a weird way. They're like, okay, here's a way to have a product to do something that kind of solves one problem for another problem. So, but I mean, my intent was always to make, now my intent wasn't to call it Wagashi. I always liked the name, and then it just kind of fit with the whole dojo thing. It's like, oh, wow, this really folds in well. So it's kind of like a convergence of all these different things that, like, oh, this makes sense, you know? So, but I mean, but that's going to be one of the things that we're going to drop next March. We're going to make the, the Sober Mesa Brulee Blue, the Wagashi, available to everybody. So there you go. That's an announcement, I guess. Well, fantastic. Well, Steve, um, I... You're looking forward to the next trade show. I always look forward to this conversation. Uh, again, like you said, you always challenge us. I always love I always love thinking outside the box and talking to you. Uh, and I appreciate all of your time as always. We've uh, we've got a few things to share with you um, today. Uh, You're not so getting you, married, are you? You have decided to well, be a couple. I already I already am married. Uh, okay. Uh, so, but um, but. <laughs> We've got some special things for you, Steve. You've given us so much over the years, and uh, and it's it, it truly means a lot. Um, and so uh, we've got a couple of special things that we want to share with you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ch- uh, turn the mic over to Coop, ah. and then he's going to turn it back over to me. And uh, but we uh, before all of that, I just want to thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart, um, all the support, all the kindness. Um, that's masked with a veil of you know grumpiness. Yeah. I consider you a good friend. Um, and uh, I'm, ble- I'm, I'm blessed to know you, and I'm, I'm and we're all, right, all blessed. All right, let's get to the good shit. Okay, we're all blessed to smoke your cigars. <laughs> so let me turn it over to Coop. Here you go. All right, I'm gonna slide over. Slide over. Well, you. All right. Oh, I can't wait. I'm all I, a tingle now. I, I've given him, yeah, I've given him aggravation. Like I've drove him crazy. I've said stuff to get him mad. Yeah. Um, but I think there's an interesting story with this. Um, Colin and Desaka. Yeah. You know, I've said some things about it. <laughs> um, but I never questioned the cigar. Yeah. Uh, the cigar was fantastic. And I was surprised it actually became my favorite, one of my, my favorite in your portfolio. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, good. I like that because it costs $10 more than the other. Well, I like unicorns. So well, I, I do like unicorn, time. but I can't buy unicorn on a regular basis. Uh, all right, all right. I can't smoke unicorns <laughs> on a regular basis. <laughs> so, at the end of last year, this cigar ranked number two on the coupe list. And I wanted to present you this award. Oh, wow. So. Thank you very much, Coop. That's really kind. Yeah. And it, it is kind of odd because, look, you've always liked my cigars, but they're very rarely amongst your very favorites. Um, there's been some top tens, but, I'm, you know, I've always, I'm very, t- I'm tough on things sometimes. Yeah. Um, but you're, you have box words, these cigars. This one's, this one's just really special. And, uh, you know, it gets to a point where 
I don't even look at the cost of that cigar yeah. when I smoke it. it it's a great... It, and I'll even say, you know, I was harder on Sin Compromiso on that one, too. But that, yeah. it clicked in that size. Everything came through on that. Well-deserved. And, uh, you know, now you guys shoot for number one with me. Well, hey, guess what? We'll, we'll, we'll tease something else. There's another cigar called Word of Saka. That's a deviation of the Paladin blend that uh, I don't know when I'm going to release it. But that cigar I did about two years ago while I was doing Paladin. And I've just had it in my back pocket, and so... Well, you know that excites me, yeah. but you may, you know, that doesn't excite someone else. Because, <laughs> it, 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 and it's also more in my, look, Paladin Sock is a cigar that I have to sit down and take time with. It's like the Sokka Khan. Yeah. I love Sokka Khan, but it's a two and a half hour smoke, right? So for me, the new Nikkei Rita Black, the Papa Sokka, I like it better. I like... Just because, just short, just so the simple fact that I can smoke it for an hour, I can smoke it for an hour and 15 minutes, and I can go on my merry way. And it's the same thing with Paladins. I love the Paladin, but because it's a seven-inch cigar, that means that, okay, I have to devote two good hours. And I don't want to just smoke it casually because they are, yeah. I mean, they're expensive. They're expensive for me too, right? So I can't just casually light up a Paladin. I have to, like, I, okay. Yeah. So a word of, the word of sock is a smaller format. Yeah. It's not the exact same as the Paladin blend. It's not the exact same as the Sin Compromiso blend. But it's me doing what I like to do, yeah. fuck with things after the fact, where I've, I've smoked it for a couple, three years, and you're kind of like, okay, what can I do to make it just a little bit more of this or a little this way? So yeah. uh, maybe I'll have a shot on that one on number one, but I don't know when I'll release it. But it'll have a shot. It'll be in the, it'll be in the conversation, I hope. I, yeah. Well, we got, I get the... Uh, you know, <laughs> Papa Saka was really good. Um, I'm gonna say that I've been uh, show very the, impressed with that. Show the award, the award, reward, award, award. It doesn't suck. It doesn't <laughs> suck. <laughs> should have put that quote on the. Back. I actually was thinking about that. I I should have put it doesn't suck. It doesn't but uh, like like Steve, well well earned. I mean, so I'm gonna turn this back over to Bear, who um, has got a second presentation here. Oh my God. So. Do any of these come with cash prizes? <laughs> you are, you already got our cash. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I buy the pallet of this. You sent me some, but I bought some, right? So I did. Buy, I always buy for the top stars too. <laughs> you know, Steve. Um, our conversations about Sin Compromiso and Coop. Yeah, that has to be some sweet justice there for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta feel good. Well, I also think in some ways, a lot of times it's, and I think I think when Coop and I sat down and talked about it, I don't think he really understood what I intended Sin Compromiso to be. So you know, I you know, there's, I, I have a certain like target in mind, flavor profile wise. You know, I don't want to say a cigar smoker because I don't want to make it sound like I'm like you know, putting people in demographic boxes, but I do kind of put them in palette boxes, you know what I mean? And I know that there's a certain guy that likes a certain thing. And so Sin Compromiso, the original, it, it had a it had a it had a person in mind. Yeah. And it isn't the same as the Mike Rita guy. And it isn't the same as the Sober Mesa guy. So you're trying to make something that's different that's gonna sing to somebody other than the people that you already have. Yes. So you've got some justice in your hand, and I'm about to have some, I have some justice in my hand. Oh. Steve, I've invited you on my show several times over the years. You've always come on. Yeah. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. 
And every time before we roll the camera. Let's stop for a minute. Doesn't everybody come on? Does, no. Really? No. No. Not everyone what comes on. What the fuck on. else do they have to do? They're, they're busy lives, so and you're a busy man too, and that's why it doesn't go unappreciated. It doesn't really sound like I, I just have but, nothing to do. <laughs> every time before we roll the camera, you always say, "Does anyone really watch this bear?" And I can say yes, yes they do, yeah. because I started this a couple years ago, and I said I'm going to award the person uh, with the most watched, most downloaded, most viewed take. As you know, my show is Los Fumar Takes, and uh, is my pleasure. To present oh, I love the most song. watched, viewed, downloaded take of 2022 goes to Mr. Steve Soccer for take 228. Wow, this I'm actually gonna frame. Actually, I've, I've got a little bit of a I'm, I'm bit gonna of spend a... the money on this one <laughs> now. Take 228 was very special to me too. It's uh, it's my birthday episode, which you know, and, and that's even double justice for me because of the because of the birthday uh, aspect of it and how much you ha hate birthdays but I yes. love celebrating my birthday yeah. and I love celebrating it with you but this year was really extra fun <laughs> because we had a, a special additional guest and that's my good friend Mr. William Cooper because oh. so yeah. oh. <laughs> oh it isn't as sweet anymore oh now I have to share it oh no 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 <laughs> Look at this. Uh, oh, it was way sweeter before. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's be honest. The driver was you, Steve. The driver was you. <laughs> I didn't so. notice, by the way, you did. So, um, gentlemen, from the bottom of my heart, this is getting seriously, um, I know you don't like sap, either of you, but from the bottom of my heart, it means everything to me. The support. The guidance. You know what it is. And the fun. And I've always said this. What you guys do is exactly what I was doing in the beginning. I, I am you. <laughs> I mean, I, it just simply is that way. So I know I'm, and I, I'm probably, it's probably why I might be a little bit more difficult, a little bit more grumpy, and a little bit more challenging, and a little bit more forward. Because uh, I, 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 I don't watch a lot of the programs. Because they get to be a little bit to the same, you know what I mean? Sure. And uh, and I understand why, but I think part of the reason why I tend to do different than others is because I used to be on your side of it, right? And in my heart, I'm still a cigar geek. That's never changed. Yeah, I'm jaded as fuck now, right? I've been doing this for so many decades. But, it, but when you get right down to it, I'm still the little boy part of me. That that still excites me. So I always like to see uh, more people talking about cigars, discussing cigars, whatever it may be. And, and we kind of you laughed it off when I talk about the insider stuff. Yeah, I come sometimes banging on you guys for doing all the insider stuff. But at the same time, I'm the idiot that waxes about it for fucking four hours, right? So I'm just as guilty. I mean, I'm, I'm not unaware of that. <laughs> awesome Steve thank you so much uh, Coop thank you thank you um, there's nothing left Steve yeah. but to, to say, say goodbye you. but to say goodbye good night Violet it doesn't suck it doesn't, doesn't suck, suck. <laughs> doesn't suck. <laughs> thank you for everything Steve Sock of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Baird Plessy Cigar Coop Coalition doing our annual tradition love it every time we'll see him soon we'll see him soon